Today's video is brought to you by Carlin Brothers Candles. Hey, brother! Let me tell you something, Jay. Names are important things. And make no mistake, Quoth probably has more names than he has any business having. And even just in the opening chapters of the first book, he's referred to by like four different names. He is Coat, Quoth, Reshi, and the Innkeeper. But then it's barely even a few pages later that Chronicler arrives on scene and gives us even more. Quoth the Arcane, Quoth King Killer, Shadokar, Lightfinger, and Dulator or Dulator, Dulator, I don't know. It, it wouldn't be Quoth if it wasn't hard to pronounce. At the university, he is Quoth Arladin's son. Quoth the Bloodless. The Adam call him Maedra. I mean, it is names on top of names on top of names. And yet somehow there is one that is so obvious that is missing. A name that each and every one of us actually even possess. And yet this man of so many names doesn't seem to have one. And that is a last name. Amongst all of these others, it's easy to just disregard this fact or maybe not even notice it. After all, Quoth is of the Adimaru, one family. So who would bother from a last name when everybody around you is your family, but come from the far reaches? And even then going beyond that, there's the question of, does it even matter? Again, Quoth is about as lowborn as you could possibly be, so his last name probably doesn't hold any significance anyway. Except, of course, welcome to the channel. Of course we think it has extreme importance. Although Quoth may not have realized it, I think we know exactly what his last name is. Today, we discuss. Guys, before we dive on in, we need to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, us. We gave us a great rate. But that's right, we ourselves are sponsoring this week's episode because it is Name of the Wednesday. Now, you may not know this, but Jay and I actually have our own coffee company. Well, it's more of a lifestyle brand when you really think about it. And as you may expect, that coffee company sells candles and coffee. But today we're talking about candles because we candle. Nailed it. You may have actually seen these before, but not quite like this. We have completely redesigned the look of the candles so they not only smell amazing, but look amazing too. They come in three distinct flavors, including broomstick candle, phoenix fire, and lemon sherbet. And inside of each candle is exactly what you find inside of each good story. A hidden gem. Well, it's a charm. I hope you didn't get overtly excited about the gem thing. It's a charm. No, but for real, inside of every single candle is a magically themed charm. And some charms are common, like the cauldron or the wizard's hat, but others are incredibly rare, like the sword or the winged key. And if you are the collecting type, we have a handy little Carlin Brothers keychain to keep all of your finds on. And also right now, one of those keychains will be included for free if you purchase three of the candles. Just be sure to also put it in your cart. The discount will be applied. So head on over to carlinbrotherscoffee.com to check out the brand new candles, or you can get 50% off your first bag of coffee if you sign up for a subscription. Again, that is carlinbrotherscoffee.com. Link is in the description down below. Now, of all of Quoth's names, we know how he got some of them, but others were still kind of in the dark on. Shadokar, Dulator, and Kingkiller are all names that we don't actually know the story behind yet, although 
King Killer seems kind of self-evident. So let's just point out that it is a bold move to name the entire series the King Killer Chronicles and then get to the end of the second book and still not know who the King is. Moving through his other names though, we know that Six String is a reference to when he gets his pipes at the Aeolian and one of the strings on his loot breaks. We know that Quoth earns his spot in a Demre after his trial at the Sword Tree and is given the name Maedra, which is definitely not coincidentally an anagram of a Demre. Actually, I think it's slightly possible the actual name he was given is Ademre and he's changing it for the Chronicle because he's not supposed to give his name out to others. Moving on to the other names though, we know of course that Quote the Bloodless comes from the first whipping at the university where he very cleverly uses Null Root so that he doesn't bleed. That one actually has a clever double meaning though because it also refers to Quote's lack of bloodline. He comes from low birth. His family owns no lands or title. Again, he is a proud member of the Ademaru. At least so he thinks. Quoth is uncommon smart, and Abanthi figures this out right away and realizes there's something different about this kid. Quoth himself even says that he's just glad that Ben figured this out sooner rather than later. It's hard being treated like you are a kid, even if you happen to be one. And yet, Quoth has blind spots. Like, he is terrible with money. Awful. T horrible. If you've ever heard the phrase lifestyle creep, Quoth has it. Like, Completely. He's always being given a certain amount of money. And with that amount of money, he always tells you what he could do with it, like survive for this long. And then as soon as he has that money, he goes and spends it on a whole bunch of other things and it drives me crazy. The second blind spot is that for like three quarters of this entire story, he has absolutely no idea when somebody is flirting with him, like at all, even a little. I couldn't understand why Fella wanted to stand in line with me because she likes you, dude. And his final blind spot, of course, third time pays for all, is his family his roots, who he is. And it's important to keep in mind that Quoth himself is the one telling us this story, meaning the details that I'm about to reveal to you about his lineage are told to us by him. How he hasn't connected these dots yet is frankly unreasonable, which is why today's theory is a little bit unorthodox for this channel, because I'm not even sure that it's a theory at all. I'm just going to literally show you the points in the story where he tells us this information. And instead of making you wait to the very end of the video to reveal what his last name actually is, I'm just going to tell you up front, Quoth is a lackless. <laughs> okay, so one of the things that I love about this and this series is just how well laid out it is. Everything is meticulously planned by Rothbus. There are these tiny details that come together and are about as far apart in the story as humanly possible. It's really easy to miss because you're getting some of the details that support this idea that he is a lackless extremely early in the story, but it's not corroborated until way at the end of Wise Man's Fear. The first hint comes when Quoth is still traveling with the Adimaru and his family. My father was a better actor and musician than any you have ever seen. My mother had a natural gift for words. They were both beautiful with dark hair and easy laughter. They were rude down to their bones, and that really is all that needs to be said. Save perhaps that my mother was a noble before she was a trooper. She told me my father had lured her away from a miserable, dreary hell with sweet music and sweeter words. And now this is a blink and you miss a detail that might suggest that his mother comes from a bloodline that might be a little bit deeper than what you might expect from the Adimaru. From there, we get a series of details about quote 
close upbringing that helped to start explain the worldly knowledge that later aids him so much in all of his endeavors. He learns woodcraft from Lackliffe, the inner workings of the royal court from a courtesan, acting from his father, and soon after that we learn how he meets Abanthe and begins his rudimentary training to become an arcanist. And through all this, you're kind of lulled into this lengthy list of characters who have granted Quoth a new portion of his worldview. Except how to spend, or better yet, save money. So when you get to this next piece of the puzzle, it's very easy to think that just what's happening is you're learning that his mother taught him manners. But when you know what we know now, it reads a little bit differently. Quoth is setting up a cook fire one night when he starts reciting a rhyme he heard about Lady Lackless. It's worth pointing out that at this point in the story, you've also been introduced to the idea that children's rhymes are a thing. And on top of that, you are basically drinking from a fire hose in terms of world building. There are basically nonstop references to people and characters that you've never heard of before. So when this scene is unfolding, it really just comes across as a teachable moment from his mom's perspective. She says, it's not a nice thing to be singing. Have you stopped to think what it's about? This feels like such a classic life lesson, right? Like, have you considered who may be impacted by your words? After all, we are the rue. We especially have to be careful with what we say. She goes on with, the difference is between saying something to a person and saying something about a person. The first might be rude, but the second is always gossip. Again, it's another teachable moment don't gossip. But the icing on the cake is what comes next. And once you know what to look for, it feels absurdly on the nose. She's sending Quoth off and she says, I imagine you could make it up to both Lady Lackless and myself if you found some sweet nettle for the pot tonight. I imagine you could, Quoth. I imagine you could, because they're the same person. Listen, that is in chapter 11 of The Name of the Wind, which has 92 chapters. Lackless is only even mentioned one more time in this book in chapter 43 when someone's talking about the current lineage to the throne, which, spoilers, is likely relevant to why the rest of it is relevant. But the Lackless name doesn't come up again after that until chapter 58 of The Wise Man's Fear, where the Lackless lineage comes sharper into focus and we learn that the Mayor Alvaron has picked Melu and Lackless as a potential spouse. The quick recap here is that Quoth needs to spend some time away from the university and his good buddy Count Threp has a lead for him basically across the Four Corners, which is the world Name of the Wind operates in. That is until he goes to a Demray and the Fae. Those are not in the Four Corners. When Quoth arrives in the mayor's court, he learns that the mayor was looking for someone to help him court Melo and Lackless. Someone who could write songs, letters, and if the cause really called for it, poems. <sighs> Part one of this plan starts with Quoth needing to spend some time with Meluin so he has a better idea of who she is and he has a better idea of how to then court her. So Quoth learns table manners and doesn't eat the rind of the cheese, which frankly is just absurd, and then is finally ready to extend an arm and guide Lady Lackless to her seat. When her profile struck me with such a strong resemblance that I couldn't help but stare. I knew her, I was certain of it, but I couldn't for the life of me remember where we might have met. Now, to be fair, Quoth never actually connects this resemblance that he recognizes specifically to his mother. To which you might be like, Ben, you cannot be serious. You're making the leap from, wow, this woman's familiar to, yep, that's his aunt. That is exactly what I'm doing. But I agree, we still need more. And the rest of Quoth's evening with Meloin goes swimmingly, save for the fact he discovers she hates the Edimaru. Bummer. Except not, well, 
Yes, still bummer. The Rue are good folk, bad reputation, but good people. But that's just it. Bad reputation is a battle that the Rue face everywhere they go. Not everybody knows the difference between standard traveling performers and the true blue Edema Rue. Wait a second, was that too close to poetry? That was not poetry! just rhymed. Point is bad reputation, and Quoth is withholding this particular bit of information from the mayor for that very reason. That said though, bad reputation is not the reason why Meluin hates them. If you fast forward again to chapter 139 of Wise Man's Fear, see, I told you the details are just spread everywhere. Quoth has cleared the Eld of the bandits, escaped Felorian and the Feyen realm, traveled to and from Ademre, discovered and wiped out a fake Ademaru troop, returned their two hostages to their hometown, and back to the mayor's estate who wants him to figure out the Lackless family box when he finally reveals his heritage to both the mayor and Meluin. Meluin is super upset, and we get the following. My lady has had unfortunate dealings with the Rue in the past. You would do well to note. I know of her sister, her family's tragic shame, run off and love a trooper. How terrible. And now, I think we're there. The all too familiar looking Meluin Lackless who hates the Rue because they stole away her sister. Better known as Quoth's mother, who we know came from a noble family and chided her son for singing a nursery rhyme about none other than Lady Lackless, AKA herself. Quoth is a Lackless. <sighs> what does that mean? Well, for starters, it means that Quoth might not be so bloodless as he previously thought. In fact, it would actually put him 10th in line to be the next King of Ventus. It's actually two spots ahead of none other than Ambrose Jackus, first born son of Baron Jackus of the barony known as the Pirate Isles. Did you catch that? That's pirate as in pirate. He's even got the big hat with the feather and everything. Classic pirates love their big hats. I'll buy that really big one. That's relevant because in another blink and you'll miss it moment, Sim explains that the entire Surthan family was lost at sea. For reference there, the Surthan family are like five of the people who are in line for the throne in front of the Jackus family. And when I say in front of, I mean directly in front of, they, they were like the first obstacle. Pair that with pirates and Ambrose's just personality, and I think we're starting to get a pretty clear narrative that the Jackus family is attempting to kill their way onto the throne. Which also possibly means there's an even greater reason that Ambrose is going to want Quoth dead. Not that he really needed another reason. On top of all the rest, there was also this final detail. Ventus is Latin for wind. So literally the supreme ruler of this land is King of the Wind. For a book that's titled about and largely has details surrounding and for a character who is specifically chasing the wind, that feels relevant. Okay, okay, I, I see you in the back there. What about when the cafe says, since you asked so sweetly, Cinder is the one you want. Remember him? White hair, dark eyes, did things to your mother, you know, terrible. She held up well though. Lorian was always a trooper, if you'll pardon the expression. Much better than your father with all his begging and blubbering. What I want to pull from that specifically is the phrase, Lorian was always a trooper, which has got to be the most insensitive double meaning in just the history of ever. But the second meaning is that she was always of the Rue, which is a troop. And we know the Cathay always speaks the truth. So if Lorian was always a trooper, then how was it possible that she was previously of noble birth? This is because Lorian clearly changed her name after leaving her family. Lorian has always been a trooper. Lady Lackless, on the other hand, 
not so much. And as it were, we actually know what Maluin Lackless's sister's name was. It is mentioned exactly once. I'd started the second bottle of wine by the time I read that young Natalia Lackless had run away with a troupe of traveling performers. And lines up perfectly with the song that Quoth tells Will and Sam used to get his father a night under the wagon. Dark Lorian, Arladin's wife, has a face like the blade of a knife, has a voice like a prickle brown burr, but can tally a sum like a moneylender. My sweet tally cannot cook, but she keeps a tidy ledger book. For all her faults, I do confess, it's worth my life to make my wife not tally a lot less. That song is written for and about Quoth's mom, and look carefully at those last two lines. Make my wife not tally a lot less. Natalia Lotless. Do you get it? It's a play on words. Lotless is obviously not Lackless, but we also know that the Lackless family name has changed a bunch, and either way, I still think it fits. On top of that, the word tally in the song before is capitalized, meaning it's a proper noun. And tally is a nickname for people named Natalia. Boom. Quoth is a lackless. He is ahead of Ambrose in line for the throne. And that throne is the King of Ventus or the King of the Wind. This is why I said, I'm not even sure if this is a theory. All of this information is there. If this is not the case, it is the most clever misdirect in the history of ever. But guys, for my question of the day, what do you think is Quothalakless? What would that mean if in fact he was? Let us know all of your thoughts in the towel section down below. But guys, as always, thanks for watching. Be sure to leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already. If you would like to check out more of our Name of the Wind theories, you can do so by checking out this playlist right up here. If this is the first week this went up, this video will be the only thing inside of that playlist. But after that, if it's like in the future, there's more to watch. Otherwise, guys, until next time, bye.